yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello win column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind. I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Read it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Thursday, January 20th. It's snowing. It's been a good Duvall's one. Maybe got some bad news today. We'll, of course, discuss all the transfer portal stuff. I, I think I'm going to get exhausted by the term or the word phrase transfer portal. Like, I'm. Um, Have you not I, already? I know. I know. And, and we, yeah, it's funny, but I don't remember if it was last Sunday or uh, Thursday that we talked about it. And we were like, it's just going to get crazier. It's gotten like, like it's significantly gotten crazier in the last week. And I kind of meant over the next few years, but no, it's just going to continue getting crazier week by week forever, I guess. I don't know. I don't know when it cools off. When's the cooling off period for Transfer Portal? I guess during the season. No, oh, no. People are entering that, that thing September. <laughs> I know, but it's not as, <laughs> it's not as right, crazy as like now. There's not as much movement, but there's guys going into it. So, I consider that pretty crazy. Um, maybe I'm overusing the word crazy, but whatever. Um, the, so we're the guys talk- that are going into it um, during the season are the guys that are still in it at this point. Right, right, dude. You scared me. I was reading. I was rereading. I know you changed the lineup because we wanted to discuss transfer portal first. And I said Vols lost one. I was like, am I crazy? I swear the Vols beat Vandy. So I had. To, <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Yeah, I told you I think we live in a uh, – I think we're in a simulation. So, like, if something like that mm-hmm. changed on me, I'd believe it. We probably are. Oh, I'm Especially, like, just Tennessee fans, 100%. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think we've got to be part of some, like, rad experiment. We're like, who's going to be the first – like, how far does it, is it going to take for a fan to just, like, be done, done because of – Oh, yeah. Team? I mean, I was thinking about it today. Tennessee had a football player on their team – Call into the Paul Feinbaum show and talk about the awesome. team. <laughs> I love that. That's, I mean, that's great. I feel like, I mean, it may have happened, but I feel like Tennessee fans were some of the early ones to like. Tennessee had to be one of the first to pee on a shirt, right? When that dude peed pee on, on the Lane Kevin shirt. Yeah, like burning stuff was oh, always yeah. popular, but like peeing on it while it was burning, which is kind of counterproductive. But we won't get into that. The peeing Lane Kiffin video is my favorite video. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up on YouTube. I'm sure it's peeing after you drink. Does that make it? Oh, a little more potent. Little, uh, yeah, maybe. May, that's a good point. He was just. I mean, I'm whiskey. sure they had plenty of time to chug some beers bef- as soon as they heard the news. <laughs> that was uh, that was an interesting night. It was actually two weeks ago. Was it the uh, the anniversary? The yeah, the anniversary. <laughs> Yeah. I, I so I was on Twitter when it happened. Twitter was like fairly new. I think 2008, 2009 was when Twitter started. Mm-hmm. Like when it was actually be- became a thing. And yeah. so that's 2010, January 2010. I was on Twitter and like no one else was. 
like none of our none of our friends were. Um, and I know a bunch of you all didn't like. We were at a ba- high school basketball game, and a bunch of you all and people around us did not believe me that Lane Kiffin was leaving. And I was like, I, I promise you, like it is right here. He's leaving. It was nuts. And then people say, you know, people trust radio. Hit the radio waves. Oh yeah. You were breaking news, and they didn't believe you. I was I was breaking news. I mean, if you want to call reading off someone's sweet breaking news, yeah, I was breaking news yeah. over here. Right. I mean, that's a lot of news now. Is oh, that's oh yeah, <clears throat> for sure. I love it. Um, but we, we'll talk about. I kind of we we need to do that's what. So like our off season when we have nothing to talk about, <laughs> we need to just reminisce on just the best and worst of times. And we don't have many best times, so that won't last long. Yeah, we have to go back in the archives. Do a little. Well, we research. weren't even alive. We weren't even alive for the best of times. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's why. Like, we got to go like read an encyclopedia or something. Do they still sell those like end of year DVDs? Do they still produce those? I'd say we, not. You sure? Like, how do you even? Is it like a twenty minute long DVD? I guess. Because I remember we used to get my dad that every year for Christmas. Oh yeah, I just my can't dad imagine how. I can't imagine how depressing they are now. Yeah, well, you can't make them now. You don't sell. <laughs> you think they made? I hope they. I hope they at least made one about the three and uh, three and uh, or no, not three. You won three SEC games, five and uh, seven year. I hope they made one about that year, the three win SEC year. I hope there's a DVD out there. Bob Castaneda, Sunday at the end. Oh God, no! They would never recognize that <laughs> ever. <laughs> Not enough. Yeah, that's no. They just need to do it by tenure. They need to do like a Dooley, a Lane Kiffin, <laughs> a Butch, a Jeremy Pruitt. I mean, those you could get a lot of content out of those. Hey, is Jeremy Pruitt getting his money? Did you see where um, UConn coach? He's getting paid. I don't know the oh, details Kevin behind Ollie. it. Yeah, Kevin Kevin Ollie's getting getting his eleven million dollar buyout. I saw that. I don't know. So I don't know the I don't know the details of Kev, the Kevin Ollie situation though. I don't, do you, I don't, I don't either. No, I, I should have read I, it. Since I did I was see that about it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I just, I just saw that he got that, and I tweeted because you know the Jeremy Pruitt firing was two days ago, mm-hmm. last year. Yep. yep. So I saw my tweets, and I was like, I can tell you this: Jeremy Pruitt is going to do like because you know they they bashed him the entire time in that press conference, like put everything on him. Like we didn't just throw him under the bus. We got in the driver's seat of the bus and backed over him, like left no doubt. I was oh, like, Jeremy Pruitt's coming for his money. He ain't just leaving quietly. So, which his lawyer, his lawyer had a threat and never came to fruition. I don't know what happened to him. Yeah, since it's been a year, can they sue still? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I think they've already, I think they've already are in the process of lawsuit. Okay. Maybe one has to be, they filed one. I don't know. Maybe it has to be, I don't know what, you, I don't know what the mark is yeah. for, for that stuff. Um, I need to. I'll read about the Kevin Holly stuff, and, and if it's significant, we'll talk about it Sunday. That's what we'll do. Um, if if it could mean anything different for Tennessee, but uh, we will talk transfer portal. I guess um, kind of lead it off just because that news did hit today with uh, Isaiah. I'm gonna mispronounce his name. Nayer. Nayer. Yeah. Nayer uh, did. You mentioned. I mean, I'm not saying we. You thought his recruitment was over. None of us thought his recruitment was over. None of us thought his recruitment was open. Sorry, but you did mention how it was kind of weird. Like he didn't he didn't visit Texas, um, and that was his home state, and just kind of left. And weird. Not not that I thought he was going to commit to Texas or anything or go to Texas. It was just we talked about how weird it was his 
committing to Tennessee. Yeah, like di- didn't visit Tennessee and then committed and then still took visits. It, it just seemed like – it seemed like a kid who didn't get to go through that recruitment the first time. Um, That's fair, which we've always so said, it, take your visits. Yeah, take your visits. yeah, take your visits, but okay. – when you've already been out of school, you're in there. I hope we just and it ha- It's not just him; it happens all the time. But can we stop leading teams on? <laughs> like, I mean, just if you commit somewhere, take all your visits and then commit somewhere. Like, it's right. I just don't get the whole like, oh, I'm committed, but I'm taking visits. That that makes zero sense whatsoever. Yeah, um, and then you did a thing that said ball fans didn't have anything to worry about. <laughs> Oh, After he visited Tennessee, and then um, a couple days later, he flips his commitment to Texas. But he is from Texas. You know, I'm, I'm sure NIL, we're going to talk about that in a second. I'm sure that had an impact um, of some sort. But, yeah, just being in your home state, I'm sure that that's just different. I would feel a little bit – because, like, you're from Texas. You end up at Wyoming. Like, Texas, you know, those teams – didn't want you out of high school. I, I would just feel some type of way about those teams that they looked over me once. Um, and maybe, maybe he didn't. I, I obviously, he didn't. But, um, yeah, I just thought that was a weird pick. I mean, Texas lost to Kansas. They didn't really show a ton of life uh, against terrible defenses in the Big 12. I know they got Quinn Edwards, um, who is transferred from Ohio State number one quarterback in the country for that 2021 class. And then um, – but their, their starting quarterback left. He went to Nebraska, Casey Thompson. Um, they had a wide receiver who had 900 yards, Xavier Worthy. Yeah, it was just a weird – I mean, the only thing I can think of is NIL. That's the only way it makes sense to me. Yeah, and – how do you look well, at Hendon Hooker? Like he, he mentions Hendon Hooker is a big reason why he committed to Tennessee. How do you look at the situation at Texas and be like, oh yeah, that's the best place for me? Yeah, and I think I think I mean I don't think I'm I'm not saying that NIL had nothing to do with it. I don't know how much NIL could have to do with it. More, I think it was I think it's more proximity to home. I think it's I think that's state a school. I think it's more that than NIL. I'm not saying NIL has again i'm sure there's nil money there for him but i mean and we've talked about is tennessee behind i I don't know if we've ever confirmed that we were told we did i don't know if we've ever confirmed that we've talked about how it seems that way but we also discussed how there's i'm confused where all this nil money's coming from for you know they talked about a one million dollar deal for for bryce young and his only known one is cash app and like i so I, i just don't i don't understand nil that's the thing. I don't get how it's going. And a lot of people are saying, well, these schools are cheating to get around it, yada, yada. I mean, those schools were paying people before, so we're naive to think they're not now. But so is Tennessee. So how how, how can Tennessee be behind so much? Well, I, I think part of it is you have the NCAA kind of looking over your shoulder. I mean, you, can't, sure. even, you can't even toe that line of – you know, is this illegal or, or right. legal? Um, I, I'm sure Tennessee's done their best behavior. At your back. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it's the Wild West. I don't, I don't think anybody has a clue on how to really tackle it, but it seems like some schools are just taking it on 
full steam ahead. Like Texas A&M pretty much bought their entire number one recruiting class. Yeah. I mean, but you have teams like Miami who have shown that they're making a commitment to every athlete. And it's not like they, it's just boosted them way up in their recruiting rankings or anything. So, I, I mean, I think NIL is part of it for Isaiah Nair. I'm, I'm, Nair, I'm sure it's there. I'm sure there's money to be made. I don't know how much. Um, I mean, you mentioned he, he's not going to be the number one or probably even maybe not even the number two guy there this year. So, I mean, I don't know how much of that had to do. I, I think proximity to home is a big factor, it seems. It, yeah. If it wasn't Texas, obviously, I wouldn't be saying that. But it's a flip. Of, it, he flipped his commitment to his home state school. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. It sucks. Um, but wide receiver isn't our biggest need. It's defense. Right. Um, and I know kind of right now Tennessee's at the point where they're kind of at the mercy of the NCAA, so they're trying to do everything they can to, you know, punish themselves a little bit. So kind of they're at that 71, 72, whatever they're at scholarship-wise. And basically if one guy leaves, they can take another guy. It's it's not seemed like they're taking anybody else right now um, for what I understand. So that's – so now, like, do you have one scholarship now to give out? Right. So who, who gets that? It looks like they offered a linebacker, Lorenzo um, McCaskill, out of Louisiana. Is from Detroit, Michigan. Had uh, 84 tackles this past season, a fumble recovery, um, and a half a sack. Detroit, I mentioned Detroit, Michigan because Brian Jean-Marie is um, – Michigan guy, I'm sure he has deep ties in Detroit, and so maybe that one makes sense. I would rather have a linebacker than a receiver, if we're being 100 percent honest. I, yeah, I would like to um, attach my name to that statement, but I also would have taken Isaiah Nair, Nair very happily, oh, and sure. it's especially since you. I mean, I guess he technically was never on campus, but it seems like you had him enrolled in classes, so he was everything but here and. Now, yeah, so that, that that sucks. But I agree with that statement of I would rather have a linebacker. So if that – you get that, great. Yep. Um, and I think he has two or three years of eligibility left, so a guy that could be here multiple years. Um, I had a I had a Georgia fan or from Matt Rimmer before, before Nair even decommitted. He said if he was Josh Heupel, he'd be um, doing everything he can to get Jermaine Burton there. So I'm curious if Tennessee's even. I'm trying to. I'm, I meant to go back and look. I'm doing it now. Look to see if Tennessee's even in length of Florida State. Um, the yeah, only, I mean, the only wide receiver Tennessee was even around first time around. So kind of see what yeah. maybe that process may be like. The only wide receiver that they've looked at besides Nair is Brew McCoy at um, USC, yeah. and you know apparently he's had some off the field issues um kind of been the transfer portal a ton since he's been there and you know 21 receptions 236 yards it's not anything to kind of drool over but he is 6'3 220 so an outside threat that Tennessee would like to have um to just kind of maybe get some of that production back that they lose of Valus Jones and Javante Payton right yeah uh, we talked about it'd be nice to get a, a receiver transfer like like Javante Payton. Yep. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know if if that scholarship went out to 
the linebacker from Louisiana, it's probably yeah. not going to Brew McCoy. Um, right. If, if that's the way that they're approaching this thing, just kind of I, – I just don't get waiting around. So are they – my question is, are you saying that because they're at the transfer portal limit for how many transfers you can take? No. Or you they're, think they're just keeping the scholarship? They're ending the season – what they ended the season at, they're keeping that scholarship limit. Surely that's what they, they don't. Self-imposed, I guess. They they self-imposed scholarship bans. Yeah, I think so. That I mean, I, I don't. Okay, I thought it was just like strictly recruiting stuff. Yeah, I think there's there's going to be a scholarship. Well, surely, loss. I mean. And, I, and that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to be in the good graces of the NCAA. So when yeah, Judge but I just hope it's not. I hope it's not a thirteen, fifteen scholarship ban. That oh, seems like you all are saying. It, if it was truly a, um, you know, a Pruitt issue and not a department issue, like that's a lot of scholarships to give up. Yeah, I mean, and you lost what thirty-five scholarship players as soon as he got fired. So, yeah, I just don't get the appeal to wait around for Judgment Day from the NCAA. Screw the NCAA. Right. I mean, they don't they don't hold the same weight that they once did. Why give in? No one else gives in to them. I wouldn't. Yeah. Especially yeah, you're so trying to – like, you, you don't know what they're going to do. So, the, I mean, they could drop the hammer. And right. you just – or they could do absolutely nothing, and then you wasted that time. They could have been, you know, more active in the transfer portal. Well, they they, they did say scholarship production, and and like I said, I'm okay with the scholarship production, but 13 to 15 sounds absurd. Yeah, You're allowed 85. You should be doing all you can. You should be doing all you can to get a lot closer to that 85 number. In fact, if I'm offering a scholarship ban, I'm getting as many people on the team this year, and wherever that number falls, that's my scholarship ban. Yeah. If I get, you know, 76, all right, non-scholarship ban. That's our ban for this year and reduce it each. I don't know. It's just, it sounds like they tried to take the, the least amount that would affect the team, but the scholarship band is going to hurt because I know, you know, in year one, we kind of went easy on, I went easier on my grading of the team because you're looking at the landscape that you were left and they didn't have a lot to build up from, but you can't put yourself if you're Josh Heupel in that situation in year two. So you've got to be in the ears of the administration you can't, you can't play two. Then you're looking at three seasons with 75 scholarship players. Yeah, and you can't go stagnant. I mean, you had a pretty decent season this year. Uh, you know, a better season than a lot of people thought. You want to build on that for next year. You got your starting quarterback back. You got a thousand yard receiver back. Um, you, you don't lose. I mean, you lose a lot, but you don't lose a ton of production, especially offensively. So, why are we bowing down? to the NCAA, like, to be – to improve on this year, you got to get more players in here that can help you. Yeah, especially and, defensively. Yeah, we just haven't done – I think that's what the biggest thing was today. Like, people were just upset that we haven't landed anybody. No. I mean, it wasn't that – yeah, it was the flip and, you know, maybe some NIL stuff came up, but the majority of that frustration comes from we haven't landed anybody. You didn't get Jared Verse. You didn't get Isaiah Nayer after you had him committed. I mean, it's like we're not getting any – no defensive guys besides the one that they offer today has really been linked to Tennessee. So, it's been a 
kind of head scratching. Like, what is going on? Oh, definitely. And there's always been some recruiting concerns that have kind of floated around the staff as a lot of them are taking their first big time job and also your head coach or your guy, you know, the, the guy in charge. So it's uh, it doesn't make anything, you know, anything easier on you going into year two. I mean, that's a, even with those, any, any self-imposed or, you know, NCAA bans in the next couple of years, like you're at Tennessee on, and I know this sound. I know people are gonna be like, "Well, you know, your expectation shouldn't be high." I want to be. I want to win, and I hope the administration is the same way. You don't get. You don't get leeway just because, like, you took the job. You you knew what you were coming into. Yeah, and you took the job. Um, it wasn't a secret why Pruitt got fired. So, year two, you don't get any leeway. Like, you should be building on year two. And this team right now has a lot of question marks, especially when you have your quarterback locked down, and you know. Being a Tennessee fan, we, we might just have PTSD, but a quarterback is not something to take lightly. I mean, that's something that mm-hmm. Tennessee hasn't seen a lot out of that position in four years right. since Josh Dobbs left. So you, you get one year left with Hendon Hooker. I mean, let's not waste away a year because we're bowing down to the NCAA. That's where I'm at. Sounds like you just truly hate the NCAA, and I support you on that. I, I just hate, like, we're, we're just self-imposed. Like, well, why? The, the pro, I mean, the, one of the issues is, is you fire Pruitt with cause, so you can't you can't claim, like, you didn't, I don't know, like, you can't float around it. You have to claim it. But as far as I, I hate the self-reporting crap, don't ever self-report. No. You hide that crap. Make the NCAA come knocking because they can't. They're not allowed in for whatever reason. I mean, if the uh, NCAA zero, can't see that we took a freaking monster hit. I mean, we started yeah. from scratch. But I, I'm just saying we shouldn't hand over anything to the NCAA. They have no power. Just let it be. Let them figure it out. It's not our problem. So I agree. Yeah, go about your business. Don't quit living just because something's going on. I mean, I'm not, I'm not getting into the COVID stuff and stuff like that. But like, <laughs> you can't just stop living. You have to move on. So uh, yeah. let's act like the NCAA's. I mean, yeah, they're there. You don't have to do anything illegal. But hey, let's keep, let's try building on next year. Well, just quit giving, quit giving them power though. Quit. They have no power. Don't give them power. Zero power. I hate the NCAA. Um, anything else for for NIL? I, I know you mentioned we want to get some people on here to talk just because it's a. It's a new thing that has we just a lot don't understand. Of, <laughs> like uh, it has a it has a lot of twists and turns. It's a and lot of a lot behind of the scenes stuff. So there's not like it's not like hey, this guy got this much money and nil money. People just don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You know, Spire Sports has done a great job of of getting that um, going. I think it's a 1951 or however they name it. Um, foundation where you can donate to um, help NIL deals. I just think it's an uphill battle for Tennessee. I think it's bad timing. I mean, you got the NIL like came about right when Jeremy Pruitt is fired. You know, you're in trouble for paying players already. And so you get destroyed. And then you get all this, you know, recruiting stuff like, I mean, Texas A&M, Texas, they did Miami. They did well with NIL stuff, and they got recruits out of it. 
Um, right. Tennessee just didn't have that luxury, and there that was the NIL stuff was kind of on the back burner. They were hiring a staff. They had to, you know, get everybody in that recruiting office gone and rehire them. That, so, I mean, that's it, it another just thing too. You, you talk about it kind of being on Tennessee, but the school technically can't have anything to do with it. Right. Um, so it's the things like Spire Sports, which I don't, I don't know much about them. I didn't know that the 1951 club foundation, whatever it is, I didn't know that that existed. And I also, I don't understand how that, what that does for the athletes. Like, yeah, I don't fully I'm, I'm understand kinda, it. Like, again, that's why I reach out to them. Somebody mentioned it to us that we're not presenting them – I just don't. I just don't know a lot what they do. I know they have this thing for NIL deals, and you know, I, I know there's some sort of agency that helps get NIL deals or something like that. But I just don't know enough about it or what it entails to promote them. I'm sorry, um, right? But I just think the donation thing is it's again it, it's bad timing because you have this past season where you're trying to renovate your stadium, so. Danny White and everybody's doing this Tennessee fund. You know, they want donations, stuff like that to fund their renovations. But now you have them come back and say, hey, donate to the NIL stuff too. It's like, we just lost the Music City Bowl. Like, how much (laughs) money are you wanting us to put into this program? Like, people just aren't going to give up that kind of money for a team that went seven and six. I'm sorry. And NIL falls on your biggest donors. Um, the people who are doing the people who are doing the big deals, it's not your everyday Joe that's that's donating. If no, it falls on your ten dollar donations have have, for me or Caleb, it's that you, that does absolutely nothing. You, you have to have the commitment from your guys that can pay the every single player a stipend. Yeah, whatever you know, whatever. So that that's that. I would love to talk more nil and understand it a little bit more. But for now, I'm going to move on to basketball. Um, Tennessee did go into Memorial. Is it Coliseum or Gym? It's one of those. It's a theater. They went into Memorial. <laughs> they went into Memorial and um, got got Harry there for a minute. Did you expect your one of your big key players to be Uroš Plavšić, especially after that foul in the half? Absolutely not. That was the dumbest foul I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, I'm glad he made up for it because if that would have cost Tennessee a game, I would have not watched this basketball team the rest of the season. 100%. I, I tweeted it. I was like, what on God's green earth? That was like, again, like, are you in a basketball game? How do you not understand what is going on? Because the only way I can understand that you make that foul is that you don't understand what's going on. You don't know you're in a basketball game. You don't know he gets three shots. You don't know the likeliness of him making a half court shot. It's he's lucky he didn't get three shots. Oh, he didn't get three. They call, they didn't call it a shooting foul. They call they called it on the floor. Oh, I guess I, I missed. Okay, I missed that. Yeah, so he got two. I thought it should have been three too, but they only gave him. two. The dude was clearly in a shooting motion. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I, okay. I did not get that. I knew he just. How I do knew you bring your arm down, dude? Throws. Just just stand there. You're just trying to be in his way. You're not trying to make any contact whatsoever. Yeah, why? Like his hand came like it's a. It looked like he was trying to shoot a layup under the basket, and Uros tried to swat it. Yeah, it was the dumbest. Like you were taught to never get around touching that guy. That's giving them three opportunities. 
It's ridiculous. Yeah, I knew the guy only made two free throws. I thought he just missed one. Okay. Gotcha. I didn't realize it was a call. Or a yeah, good for Urosh, man. On the, yeah. Answering the call. Besides that, I didn't have any complaints. Um, I got to give a shout Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to give a shout-out again to my man, Zakai Ziegler. Um, don't know how he didn't make a single shot from the floor and still had 11 points. Shows you how aggressive he is. Has that big play at the end of the game. I, I yeah. love, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, I love him. I, I mean, I need to get with him for an NIL shirt. That's what in I need. The biggest moment the other night, it was those two guys stepping up. Guys that you wouldn't mm-hmm. expect to be like, you're like, oh, okay, who's going to step up in the biggest moments? I think Urosh and Zakai Ziegler would not be up in my top three. Right. Um, but yeah, Urosh got the start. And. To me, he looks like Tennessee's best big. I didn't think we'd say that. Um, uh, pump the brakes. Let's wait till Saturday. I said he looks like Tennessee's best big right now. Through one game, if we did cancel out the I th- rest of the I games. thought he played well against Kentucky. I thought he – he, he He's more is. physical than – and is, if his rebounding is improving like, like seven rebounds, four offensive rebounds, he rebounds like that, he's Tennessee's best big easily. We just need we need somebody down low to be physical, and we just haven't had that. Every time Olivier touches the ball, he tries he gets it at the top of the key. He either shoots it, he was over three. I don't know why he's shooting threes, or he tries <laughs> to drive it between two defenders, falls down. He either gets a turnover or gets a foul call. Like, and he didn't have yeah, a I'm, bad game. He had seven points, no. seven rebounds. It wasn't a bad game, but man, he frustrates the crap out of me. He's very frustrating. That, but what I would say is, is through what the season, through the entirety of the season, I would say Kumwa's looked like our best big, and he's not looked phenomenal. I mean, if you just look at his production, his production's been better than consistently better than than Fulgerson and Plossage. I mean, you're right, but oh my god, that makes me sick. Um, Tennessee lost Josiah Jordan James early in that game. Um, Apparently in concussion protocol, he's yeah, I didn't for Saturday. I didn't realize he just played four minutes of that game when that happened. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, that's unfortunate. It's gonna it's it's gonna be a huge loss Saturday if you've if you've lost him for the game. And if he's in concussion protocol, more than likely he's not playing Saturday. Yeah, you're gonna need him defensively to be in, in the game. Just size wise, um LSU kind of dominates the the pain area, so you want a guy like that who's athletic and big um, back in your lineup. But, yeah, that's unfortunate. But uh, I thought I like the effort, the attitude of Tennessee on – what was it, Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday night. Um, I mean, Tennessee just didn't shoot well like we haven't really all year. If they shoot well, they I mean, they blow out Vanderbilt. And I don't think Vanderbilt's that bad. I really don't. I don't think they're good. I think Tennessee should beat them, but they're not the same Vanderbilt that's been there the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I like what you said about effort. I think the biggest thing for Tennessee, I mean, we know it wasn't the best of wins. Uh, I think Tennessee ended up covering, though, down the stretch, but it wasn't the best of wins. You did finish it, and I, I, you talked about <laughs> just the attitude and toughness of this team. Uh, Vanderbilt goes on an eight eight-point stretch or 8-0 stretch. Um, they're late in the game to tie it up, and then Tennessee quickly erases that with eight of their own. That's just toughness. And, and 
we want Tennessee to win these big games, but kind of the first step is is get into them, be in these big games. And if you are and you, and you play with that toughness, like you can give yourself such a good chance to win. And so the toughness from from that game, I think, on the road, on a weeknight, 9 p.m., um, it, that's a positive in my book. Like check mark that box of toughness for, for a team. So be in the game Saturday. Give yourself a chance, and I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, I mean, when you're shooting bad from three, the best thing you can do is be aggressive, get to the rim, get to the free throw line. Tennessee did that on Tuesday and capitalized 25 to 29. I don't know their best free throw night so far this season, but I'd say that's probably up there. Yeah. That has to be it. I mean, especially in terms of quantity, has to be. And and there was that that stretch in the game. I don't know if you noticed it. But Kennedy Chandler looked like the best player on the floor, and it wasn't even a question. Yeah, I think they needed a ton more of those kind of stretches where Kenny Chandler absolutely looks like a million bucks. He he is he's got he's got to be willing to do more with the ball in his hand because when he is, he's so good. Yep. When he, it's just when it's his when it's his game, um, he's aggressive. He creates space for himself. He's he's so good. He's on. I do want to mention too. We talked about Tennessee <clears throat> holding Scotty Pippen Jr. to, um, you know, just a handful of points. He did have 18, but I think he was averaging 23, 25 coming into the game. So all things considered, when you talk about keeping their best player at least from winning the game for them, you did that. He's averaging like right at 19. So oh, okay, I thought he was averaging more than that going in. He probably is Maybe. an SEC play. Yeah, he's he's at 18.8 because I thought we talked about having him around that like 12 mark would be. Really positive for Tennessee. And if he didn't get a foul called every time somebody just grazed him. <laughs> he had 32 in Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, like, I just don't understand officials bailing out somebody that's just a bad shooter. Like, three for ten from the floor, that's ugh. <laughs> and you just reward him by getting him to the free throw line. I wonder what his free throws are on the year. Like, I wonder how many he's attempted. He's only like a 75%, and they were talking about it on the broadcast. If he – the way he, like, draws fouls, if he could get up to like a 90%, I mean, he's going to oh, average gosh. crap ton of points. Right. Um. Yeah, I like the effort. I like – the Scoby isn't going to get punked. You know, no. I know Vanderbilt tried no. to get in his head, and um, you know this is just a, a white kid from overseas, and Viscovi was having none of that. Was uh, was that a double technical? Did they get yeah. them both? I thought so. I couldn't remember. They uh, they gave out four. Yeah, yeah. Urosh got one, Urosh. and um, who else got one? It was. It was one. It was one of their, yeah, one of their forwards. I'm not sure which one. And man, maybe. I think it was Studi and Man and Urosh and uh, Santi got one. Yeah, it's like they all offset. Like, what's the point? <laughs> Give them all one more. That's your warning, boys. Yeah. Next one, you're in the locker room. That was stupid. Loved it, but it was stupid. And really, I thought Ferguson played fine when he was in. I mean, he was just in foul trouble. He had six rebounds, though, in 17 minutes. So, a lot better in his production against 
Kentucky. Yeah. And he's a guy that you're going to need to be better on Saturday. I don't, um, I don't know if you have anything else for Vanderbilt, but when you when you look at this, Josiah Jordan-James probably out. I don't know who you go with to start the game. I don't know if you go with that smaller lineup that you um, – think, I think LSU, you played quite a bit of that smaller lineup for, for a period of the game. Um, I don't know if you start with that. I don't know how they, they look, but Fulkerson may find him may find himself again in the starting lineup on, on Saturday uh, when, when Tennessee welcomes LSU and – you're gonna need a good game from him. You're yep. gonna, I mean, no matter how if he starts, if he comes off the bench, people can say Fulkerson's not that great. I'm not saying his stats add up to him being one of the best, but when he plays well, that's what helps Tennessee win ball games, whether you like him or not. That's just kind of where we're at. Yeah, I, I want to see what I think this is Tennessee's best lineup right now. I think it's Chandler, Santi. Ziegler, maybe maybe just size in there, but I, I want to see what the lineup looks like with those three, Urosh and Fulkerson. Because usually when Fulkerson's out, Urosh is in, and, and vice versa. I, I want to see them two on the court together because I think Urosh being able to be physical and kind of bang around in the paint, I think that helps out Fulkerson. Kind of clears the lane a little bit, maybe gets people away from him where he can just one-on-one and, and footwork you and and use that length. Um, right. I'd like to see that lineup more. I'm not against it. I, I'm, not, I'm not against trying I think those three guards are, are – they need to be on the floor at one time. Very Who's that? Zakai, Kennedy, and – Santi. Uh, Santi? Yeah. 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 I don't hate – I definitely don't hate that with the front court. I think kind of experimenting right now, kind of finding who works and plays the best together. I think there should be more mixing and matching until you find what's comfortable. Uh, we didn't talk about Brandley Hunley Hatfield. He did play 13 minutes Tuesday night, didn't have any points. Uh, one rebound? One rebound. And so looking to get more out of him, he's got to make most – he's got to make the most of his time, though. Yep. Yeah, he missed hey. a wide open three. I mean, that that happens – but he was kind of in foul trouble too, and you were kind of riding Urosh. And it's kind of been a trial by error in the first half to see who's playing well. And then the second half, you kind of, Rick Barnes kind of riding those horses. Yeah. Um, I know we want to see more of him, though, and he's going to have to, going to have to make the most of those minutes. Don't know how much you see of him at LSU. I'm sure he kind of, I mean, I know he doesn't really play the same. Um, position is Josiah Jordan James, but you probably find yourself falling more in that lineup with with him out. He, we don't know if he's out for sure, but looks like he may be. Um, so you might get more uh, another chance to kind of prove why you should be on the court more against LSU. Make the most. Tennessee's going to need a big game from a lot of people. I'm um, going to need one from your the guy that's been your rock in Viscovi. Um, he didn't play very well. He had 14 against LSU. I was thinking, I was like, I think he didn't play well this game. Um, but he's there. He is uh, the guy that was consistent. Um, that's been your somehow your most consistent player all year. But uh, so of course you need a good game out of him. And then if if Kennedy just keeps, he that was his first game off COVID last time, wasn't it? So hopefully, yeah. Which I think he still had a big game. He had nineteen. It was his first one against Ole Miss. It was uh, Ole Miss. Was it? I was thinking. Okay. I was thinking LSU was on a Saturday last time, wasn't it? 
Yeah, so Alabama was his coach. Yeah, that was on us, and then Ole Miss would have yeah, been. Yeah, it was Ole Miss. I was thinking Ole Miss was a week. Oh, because I think we had that skip for that's it. That was during that skip for um New Year's. Okay. Yeah. That's why we didn't play Saturday. So yeah, those um, week night games. Yeah, at home against a team that's kind of had your number over the past couple years. Will Wade is just a prick that I would love to just beat into the ground. I, I think LSU is a difficult matchup for Tennessee. I think they control the boards well. They control the paint well. Uh, with Tari Eason, who had a 24-12 game against Tennessee in their previous matchup. And then Darius Days, who averages seven uh, rebounds. I don't remember how many rebounds he had against Tennessee last time, but it was quite a bit. They're going to be without Xavier Pinson. Um who has missed a couple games and then Are they said he did he have a surgery? Did they say he what, ended up? I don't know what happened. No, it's um oh who was it for old miss that had surgery? Never mind. It wasn't Xavier Benson. Benson. Mm. Never mind. Yeah. Different guy. Yeah, and they're coming off two straight losses. They want to beat you at home. So it's gonna be an interesting matchup. I don't Again, I don't like the matchup just because Tennessee is kind of struggling finding who their post players are at this time, and then that's kind of old or LSU strength. And then they're just athletic, a good defensive team that that'll probably give Tennessee troubles. I just hope we're able. If Tennessee shoots better, I think they can beat anybody. But until then, oh, yeah. I just don't have a ton of faith. Right, and, and that's. That's another thing for Tennessee, too, is you've got to not only shoot well. If you want to, you know, you talk about Tennessee wanting to play, can play with anybody in the country, that's because of their defense. So you've got to show up defensively first and foremost. Um, and then you give yourself a chance to win the game by shooting well. But if you let a team come into Thompson Bowling Arena and score 79 points on you, like they did let LSU last time at, in Baton Rouge, you're going to have a hard time winning that ball game. Um, you, you put it on, put it in the hands of your shooters and, you just don't have a team full of them. Yep. Yeah, I think having Urosh in the post with Tari Eason, I think, and Darius Days, I think that's going to be something to watch because um, Tennessee just was outmanned physically in that previous matchup in Baton Rouge. So um, hopefully he's able to kind of build on what he did the other night. I think he stays in the starting lineup. And, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, Tennessee's got to shoot better. And I want some more stretches of Kenny Chandler just being the undisputed best player on the court. Love to see. A lot of NBA talk being thrown around at Tennessee games lately. I love it. Wait, what? A lot of NBA. You talked about Kenny Chandler? Oh, yeah. A lot of NBA talk coming around. Yeah. I love to see it. Yeah, I want to see it. Um. Anything else for that LSU matchup on Saturday? That's a 6 p.m. tip-off. Mentioned in Thompson Bowling Arena. If you're there, tweet the pictures at me. Make me jealous. I'd love it. Yeah, that's all I got for LSU. Screw them. Hate them. Go win a big one, Barnes. Please. Please. Please somehow win Saturday. That's my That's my hope. I think Tennessee's got to hold them to under, under – 65 to win. Just look at what Tennessee can do offensively. Especially I mean, the defensive team. These two teams right here are kind of like you got Auburn, Alabama, Kentucky, like those three teams up at the top. And these two teams are right below them. 
kind of fighting it out. Um, I, I would love to kind of even the score with them on on Saturday. They lo- they've lost to Alabama. They lost to Arkansas. They lost Kentucky. Um, we lost to them, obviously, Alabama and Kentucky. So a lot of similar losses in there. Um, and want to get one back because I think that would be huge for, for this team, I think, to get some confidence and, you know, just standings in the SEC. Right. Go split, go split the games with them. Be done with it. God, I get them out of freaking here. Will Wade. I hate his ass. <laughs> Did you see him like, I was sticking up for my team. Uh, what was he talking about? The He just had just some crazy outburst in their game the other night against Alabama. And he just runs on the court and is yelling at an official. And um, he was asked about a post game. He was just like, I was sticking up for my players. I have their back and they have mine. Like, what are you talking about? Did he get teed up? Yeah. I'm sure your players appreciated those two free points for the other team. Potentially yeah, four lost, free points. And they lost by three. So, <laughs> so could have been a four-point swing there, Will. I'm sure they appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having their back. They have his, too. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, you should see this picture. This is fantastic. I just was going to look up his post game real quick. Just ran over to YouTube real quick. His his face in this one. Tennessee, somehow, please. Let's let's get him here. Let's get him to this point Saturday night. God. <laughs> Just the hand, the palm over the face. Also, how many bracelets does he have on? Is this Why are they all the big ones? He's got right. those big freaking like the spike bracelets on. Hashtag forever. <laughs> What in the world? Someone needs to ask him about those. That's embarrassing. No grown man should ever wear that many bracelets. Little boy, right? He's the little boy of the week. <laughs> he is He is little boy of the week. Congratulations <laughs> to Will Wade. I mean, that is little boy energy right there. I've never seen anything like it. Oh, Golly. Golly. All right. Anything else for LSU? We ready to... Yeah, screw LSU. Yeah, that's you got any questions? any questions? We do have some questions. I meant to. They're probably about NIL, but it's okay. We can go back to it. We know um, about NIL, so. Bobby Boucher Jr. said, when are we going to actually start working in the NIL deals? Um, I mean, some players have some NIL deals. I don't know how much they're getting paid. I don't think anybody does. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I guess we're working on it. I, again, I think Tennessee's playing catch up with that. I think, you know, when everything kind of happened with Pruitt, they're worried about getting the staff and everything in place. And that was, you know, I know the university doesn't have anything to do with it, quotes. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I think that was kind of put on the back burner of, you know, we need to figure out what our program looks like, what the culture looks right. like and then worry about NIL later, and we're kind of playing catch-up. I mean, I think Tennessee missed out on some players because of NIL stuff. Or maybe not missed out. I think Tennessee missed an opportunity with NIL, and players went elsewhere because of it. Uh, Again, maybe. I just don't even see the proof at other schools, and that's the thing. 
So right now you're just saying essentially that people are paying them in the name of NIL, like the hundred dollar handshakes of old have just become NIL because it doesn't seem like that many players are getting all these extravagant NIL deals. So I'm just curious to see what all of it's true. And if like, I mean, maybe it's part of these guys are doing it the wrong way and Tennessee has to be on their best behavior right now. I don't, yeah. I have no idea. I, I want to give Tennessee the benefit of the doubt in that situation. Um, I don't have it. And you mentioned a lot of it. Maybe the NIL is put on the back burner, which isn't good. Cause that's what kind of builds the future of your program. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm very interested. I hope someone from Spire who's Spire sports who's seems to be Tennessee's go-to NIL comes in on and explains it to us. I'd love to hear more. Yeah. I sent them, I sent them an email, so we'll see if we hear anything back, but yeah, I'd love to get them on, just kind of understand it a little bit better. And, uh, I mean, I'd love to help. I just – I don't know. I'm I'm not giving money to something I don't know what it's going to. <laughs> and I, but I would love to help do any, like, help with events and stuff like that. I'd love to get involved with that kind of stuff. But, I, again, we just don't know what this entails. Right. Right. Um, I, I think part of that, you know, if you're struggling with – recruits and NIL, I, I think that's a big selling point. Like maybe not in like you have a deal waiting on you, but the maybe the opportunity to make this amount of money helps in recruiting. Mm-hmm. I think focusing kids in state wise. I mean not necessarily local kids all the time, but like you know, a, a Ty Simpson, you know, stuff like that. Like, he could have made he- hella money at Tennessee. He was already committed, didn't really give Josh Heupel a chance, which is fine. Again, that was probably – I don't know if he got an NIL deal at Alabama. Um, I'm sure he'll make plenty of money while he's there. But, uh, got, like, people are willing to put up – like, Walter Nolan could have made bukus of money because people know who he is. So, I think if you're struggling yeah. selling, like – Like, you can make this amount of money to a kid in California, which kids in California can make money in high school. Um, well, technically, any could. could. I don't know how Tito Osceola would shut that down. Yeah, I don't know. Or any state. If the NCAA can't shut it down now. Right. Those organizations are one and the same when you think about what their job is. Yeah. But if you're having trouble selling that, I think sell, like focusing in-state would be a huge benefit. And I think it should be a priority anyway. You know, we just didn't do well in state recruiting. Most of those guys didn't give Tennessee a chance when, you know, kind of that whole Pruitt thing happened and, you know, whatever. But I, I think that needs to be a big priority going forward. And I think that can really help maybe people want to donate to people that they like know in state. Because, I mean, look at some of the players that played for Tennessee that were from the state of Tennessee Derek Barnett, Trey Smith, Juwan Jennings. I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah. Cam Sutton, definitely should be a focus. And... Yeah. Yeah. Like, those are names that people knew before they got to Tennessee. Right. So. All right. Um, we did, did have, have another question. Yeah, we okay. do have another one. Um, it is Patrick Eady said, do you think Vols have a chance with Brew McCoy? Yeah, I mean, I think if they went all in on Brew McCoy, I definitely think he would listen. 
Um, friends with Bayless Jones, knows Trey Johnson, um, who I think is offensive scouting coordinator for Tennessee. And uh, maybe he's de- – no, he's defensive scouting. Um, but knows him from being at USC. Again, Tennessee can sell that, hey, Bayless Jones went here, Caleb Tremblay, Chase McGrath, all transferred from USC and did – and had a pretty good couple years here. So – right. Yeah, I think that could be a possibility. Again, that's not my first go-to. I think if it's a back linebacker, would be where I look to first if you're only going for that one scholarship. But uh, I don't know. Sure, yeah, they got a chance. They should. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know the details with the Brew McCoy situation. You mentioned he's transferred a lot. Um, and then Valus Jones, where is Valus from? I know it talked about coming closer to home. He's in Mobile. He okay. Um, but he talked about coming to Tennessee was the best decision he's ever made. You talked about him being friends. I'm sure that's got to be. Yeah, that's got to some kind of weight. Yeah, have some kind of weight. Um, anything else, or what's trending? Um, that's all I got for questions. What's trending? Tate Martell hanging it up. <laughs> he said uh, he'll focus on business ventures moving forward. And Harrison Bailey's gonna fill in the Tate Martell shoes now. Yeah, UNLV. We'd love to see it. Freaking Vegas Bailey. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean that. I mean that kid. I mean, talking about NIL money. I mean, coming out of high school, I'm like he would. I'm sure he got paid, but and then like. I think that's the problem that people run into. Like, if Texas A&M is truly paying all those players to come there, if they don't produce, like, how how much longer do those businesses pay for players to come there? Or if they don't win an SC title, a national championship, how long does that money keep coming? Oh, the dude's throwing that money. They just throw money at all their problems. So that money keeps coming. You think? For Oh, for sure. Or sure. do you think it was that Alabama high? Just like, oh, if we're beating Alabama. Here's this. Maybe could it could have been that. Well, they should have cashed in because that's probably all they're going to beat Alabama. Nick Saban ain't losing yeah. that twice. <laughs> I'll say that. I, I might take that bet right now, just for what? fun. What? Because like the odds got to be pretty good in A and M's favor, right? A and M's favor, like or. A&M is the underdog, so the odds are oh, sorry, okay. the odds aren't in their favor, but the odds are in our favor for A&M. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah I've I got think that's going to be an absolute bloodbath <laughs> next year. Probably. I've got a lot of stupidities. Some could be a what's trending. I'll go with this what's trending. Um, the M&M reboot. They are rebooting their cartoon mascots. And don't worry, Landon. I know you were – not going to really care for M&M's, but they are going to be gender neutral now. Gender oh, neutral. nice. Yes. So that's a big uh, bonus. Big win. M&M's are gender neutral. Love to see it. I don't get it. So no more M&M penises everywhere? I don't get it. <laughs> I, I just don't Wait, We just completely skipped a segment. I just now noticed. No, I, 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 that's not what's trending. A lot of people okay. were tweeting about it today. It was trending for sure. <laughs> it was there. 
golly. I, I don't I just don't get it, man. Um, I'll move along though before I get get way too into it. Um no, we, we skipped a segment. Oh yeah, the Washington. Yeah, yeah. That was gonna be on next what's trending. Okay. Home and homes. Cool. We'll talk we about can that. talk about it now. Home and homes, Tennessee and Washington, 2023, 2024. No, 2029, 2030. I won't even be alive then. There's no chance. <laughs> There's no chance. If you are, we're going though, right? We're sailing across. Yeah, we'll we'll use the Panama Canal, and mm-hmm. we'll. Uh, how long would that take you? Golly. Oh my god! So from the Tennessee River, I think theoretically you can float all the way down to the Gulf because it pours into Mississippi. I don't know if you actually can. I don't know how that works. Mm. How long would that trip take? Someone, Blake, I'll answer your global warming question. You do the math. Figure out how long on a pontoon boat. <laughs> <laughs> it would take for me to sail. We'd from... be so sunburned, it wouldn't even be funny. <laughs> you look like Andy Bernard by the time you get to Washington. Did you know that's going to be in like August, September? Oh, that would be terrible. That he says, <laughs> oh, you'd be, you'd be sailing. Smart. Like We'd have to get on the boat now to get there by 2030. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 69 days. All right. We can do that. Thank you, Blake. My opinion Is on that real? I mean, oh, no. that's fake. <laughs> Uh, my opinion on global warming it's probably not too far um, off though no probably not Uh, my global warming opinion is global warming started like really picking up steam when Alabama was good at football so it's all a conspiracy Nick Saban drawn up conspiracy it was a thing before that but probably right around the time he started winning national championships so it's fair yeah or conference championships so this is a Nick Saban conspiracy that's my opinion he is global warming he is him and Al Goring in the works together. Um, but no, I, I am excited. I think home and homes are good for college football. Um, neutral sites should be bowl games only championship games only. Um, love it. Love a good home and home. It's kind of a weird opponent. Not much history there with Tennessee and Washington, but it is two like it. out of the three stadiums that you can get to by land and water. Who is the other Baylor? So uh, I'm curious. I need to look it up right now. So when I was in Arizona, I went over to the Sun Devil Stadium. Mm-hmm. And it seems like really close to the water. Like, I thought it might be. I need to look at it. I don't even know what kind of body of water it was, though. But I feel like any stadium near water, especially where it's hot all the time, um, I would think that it would be a lot of fun to boat to the stadium. <laughs> yeah. It called me crazy. I don't know. I'm going to look up how close it is. Yeah, I, I think no, that this is cool. – this is pretty cool. Um, again, not a common opponent. I mean, I tweeted it yesterday. I'm fully prepared for um, Washington to have, you know, a top five team, Heisman Trophy quarterback. Um, yeah, I, I think it is cool. A cool venue to go to that I'll, I'll probably never go to again up in Seattle. I don't feel like I'll – unless it's for work, I'll probably never go to Seattle again either. So <laughs> – um, yeah, I think it'll be cool. Uh, that stadium is it seats 70,000, just right over 70,000. It's, it's a beautiful stadium, stadium. yeah. It is pretty, stadium. and they have the boats out there. It's a shame that Joe Milton isn't wouldn't be playing anymore. I mean, he would chuck a ball straight into that body of <laughs> water. Yeah, the Arizona one, I don't think it would work. I don't think you'd be putting boats in that body of water. 
I'm very confused what it is. It must be some kind of water. Um, what's it called? Like a lake pond? No, it's no, it's not even that big. Here, I'll show it to you. Get to where I can share my screen. Because yeah, I drove around. I drove over the bridge, obviously, to get there, but I was not super focused on what was going on. But it is close to the water. I was right. It's about a block away. Um, so there's a stadium. And then water's right there. But oh, it's like a, yeah. No, but it's it's not. I, I'm trying to think, what are those called? That like, They probably are like used for water control in the city. I, I can't remember. It's oh, got, like a... Uh, like a reservoir type thing? I don't know if reservoir yeah, is the right, right word. They have that kind of stuff like flooding like whatever that well, is well probably not for flooding out there but like things that hold water for like drought periods okay i don't know what those are called um yeah i think it is cool i think it is tough to schedule you know bigger opponents um so i like these like random like BYU, like it, just a random opponent that's, you know, pretty decent. Yeah. It's better than playing Tennessee Tech, Austin P. Um, but it's not somebody that's going to come in and beat the brakes off of you either. I mean, you already play an SEC schedule, so why schedule right. freaking Ohio State or somebody like that? Oh, that's another thing you can't look past. Not only was this a uh, – was this a – you know, you get to schedule a Power 5 home at home. It's also not a Power 5 that, like you said, not just going to beat your brains in. So. There, there's a lot that uh, future Power 5s – the Tennessee has schedule. Did you see this schedule? I haven't looked at it. I know they've worked a lot of future games that should be coming up. So Pitt is obviously in 2022. Then you have BYU at BYU 2023. That's right. 2024, that's the Oklahoma. That'll probably be something else because that's the year they're supposed to be head to the SEC. Um, 2025, you have Syracuse in Atlanta. Um, you have 2026 at Nebraska. 2027 here um, against Nebraska. 2028, this is so stupid, West Virginia in Charlotte again. And then you have the Washington home and home. I think the Nebraska one would be cool. Yeah, I think, I mean, a lot of those away games would be really cool. I think going out to Provo, BYU, yeah, Nebraska would obviously be a cool one. Don't they Don't they do the red balloons after the first touchdown? Isn't that Nebraska? So. Hasn't it been like? Can you even get into that stadium because it isn't sold out? They they do have sell out every game, but I think they also give away a lot of tickets. I okay. think it's like a big thing that they sell out every game. Yeah. Okay. So, um, who else would you like to see? Blake, I'm not touching that. Um, I would like to see. I can't even. I'd like. You. Good. You don't need to see it. Um. Future future home and homes. They, they got to be home and homes. I'd love to do a West Virginia home and home. Um, Boston College, kind of an off the wall one. I'd love a Boston College home and home. Uh, that's a, that's a kind of random one that I wouldn't mind yeah. seeing. Michigan, I would love a Michigan home and home. I think that would be awesome. I think Penn State would be a lot of fun. Penn State home and home would be good. I think UCLA would be cool. UCLA, Tennessee's had that matchup in recent history. Mm. Home and home. I think they 2008 they played in Pasadena – or not Pasadena. They're in L.A., but not Pasadena. Um, maybe they are. I'm, now I'm questioning Wait, What did you – they so – They are in Pasadena because they played the Rose Bowl. Correct. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. so they are in Pasadena. Um, 
Yeah, I don't I, I don't know some others. Texas home and home would be great, but you probably get that in the few in the next few years. So Yeah, I think Colorado would be cool just like Yeah. Apparently yeah, there's a large Rocky Top presence in like the Boulder Denver area. They they have like a nice backdrop. It's not as cool as Provo, but it, they their do stadium, have a nice Little did you backdrop. did you get to see their stadium? Who? Colorado's. Yeah, it's like all brick. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's one of the prettier stadiums I've ever seen. Um, I think Arizona State would be cool. That'd be a good one. I'd like to put a whooping on Oklahoma State and my Gundy. <laughs> we would um, lose that game by twenty, no doubt, in the end. <laughs> and he'd get an immediate contract extension. Oh, 100 percent. That'd be awesome. Um. Yeah, that's kind of all I got for that. What a what about Miami or Clemson? Yeah, the great both those. Uh, there's so many. Though I think my weirdest one I'd like to see is probably Boston College. Yeah, that's probably my weird my, my weird one. I like it though. I think North Carolina like, would be a cool one too. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. How long would drive? How far of a drive is it to? It's like five hours. Okay, so it's not too bad. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah, I don't know how far it is. I would from... love to see it'd probably be a if they ever did it, it would be like a two uh two home one away, like an app state. Okay. I'd like to play app states. God. We do a homecoming with UCF too. Yeah, there you go. Go to I don't a bounce care. house. I don't care. I don't care about the bounce house. I'm out on the bounce house. But no, that I think that'd be cool. Um Coastal. But no, Coastal. No, I'm not Play on the teal, baby. That orange and the teal clashing. Uh, yeah, that's probably – I don't know. I don't know any off-the-wall ones. I'd like to play Michigan State at some point. That'd be cool. I'll be – these will never happen in my lifetime. So, oh, Speaking of the transfer portal, that's that's all Mel Tucker does is freaking use the transfer portal. Um. Same with Ole Miss. Ole Miss has landed like eight guys in the transfer portal. Good for them. Good for Lane Kiffin. Uh, do you have any more what's trending or stupidity? Um, I'm going to go Wordle. You played Wordle yet? Wordle. I, I downloaded it today. I'm terrible at it. I didn't play it a lot. Is it an app? It's an app. I'm awful. I think it's an app. I downloaded an app called Wordle. I don't know if it's the same thing. Oh, I just go on a website. Oh, is there a website? Maybe I'm not playing the right game. That's essentially the same game, it seems. Okay. Maybe it is. I don't know. I didn't know there was one, so maybe there is. I'm very – I don't understand what's going on. I, I'm i on an app. I don't get this. I'll have to try this out later. Um – Stupidity. Stupidity. I've got Wordle because I don't know how to work it. <laughs> I got the I uh, Steve Spurrier first coach of the year award. Yeah. But why did they share it? Just give it to one guy. Good guy. Yeah. I would have been fine if they just gave it to what's his name. I wouldn't have cared. I would have moved on. Yeah. I love that, like, South Carolina fans, you know. <laughs> I made the tweet that one coach beat the other coach by 25. It was funny. But South Carolina fans were upset and trying to, like, explain how Shane Beamer did more with less. 
I'm like, guys, we lost 35 scholarship <laughs> players. The majority of those were probably starters. Yeah, I just think they're looking at the top-tier talent, and I would say that's fair. But if you look at depth overall, you can't really have much less than what Tennessee had. Right. But they're I mean, talented. This guy celebrated I'll say that. getting a first down down 38-7. to <laughs> I'll just say that their talent was abysmal this year. I agree. That that's for sure. But they're like they we had to play our third string quarterback. I'm like, you didn't against us. <laughs> Luke Doty was your starter. And then I mean, we if you want to play that card, we played our second string the whole entire year. He turned out to be yeah. a lot better than our first string, but that's how right. it happened. Right. Yeah. That award's dumb. Of course it has Steve Sprayer name on it, so it makes sense. God, what a jackass. <laughs> uh my one my uh Stupidity is Dak Prescott saying he uh, he's I don't know the exact quote, but he was. What was his exact quote? It was, uh, you know, he was he was good. Glad to see that the fans weren't throwing stuff at the. At the ref or at the players, they were throwing them at the refs like that was good in his mind. He did tweet out an apology, but sounds like because he had to tweet out an apology. He initially called the display sad, and then he said credit to them, then credit to them, then, for throwing them at the, the refs. Good Lord. So we talked about that just meltdown from the Cowboys. And Yeah, uh, don't apologize. I mean, he almost got tackled by an official. I think you have a right to be a little upset. Um, whether it was right or not, I mean <laughs> – if a referee just shows me in the back, I'm going to be a little upset too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely fair. Absolutely fair. Uh, that's all my stupidities. That's all I got. Did you see the – oh, I don't know who's wearing them because I didn't take a picture of them, but I screenshotted the Nikes that one of the baseball players was wearing. That's Kyle Booker. Is that Kyle Booker wearing those? Did he have them custom made, or did the baseball team get those? Because those are freaking sweet. Yeah, are they the reacts? I'm not sure what they are. Yeah, not those sure. are pretty those are sweet. Though. Sign me up. I'm pretty okay, sure they I get a lot of money for those. They get some trainers, and I think they also get like a pair of like shoes like that. Um, I don't know if those are this year's or not, but that that's what it looked like. It looked like they're yeah. team issued. Yeah, they did. Um, I'll pay a, a lot of money for them. Yeah, and you can you so any money like no, normal, you can charge me over it and get nil money. How about that? There you go. Speaking uh, of baseball, um, I have a big guest on Sunday. Yeah, you announcing it now? Are you saving it? No, we'll see. Hanging on, hang on. Y'all, y'all j- just come back. All, come back Sunday. All on Twitter and come back Sunday. Yeah, yeah. That's all I got. Guys, it's been fun. We'll see you back here Sunday after a Tennessee win and Thompson Bowling Arena. Over Will Wade. Over Will Wade. God, please. Let, let's not even lay him out of Knoxville. I didn't say it. Let's pee on his shirt. Live! <laughs> so, somebody have his back. What game? Was it a Tennessee game that the FBI, people were wearing FBI jackets? Yeah. Do it again. Do it again. Electric. I'm pretty. This is, the money. Th- that was Viscovi's first game. Was that that game? Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he's our leading scorer. 
<laughs> I love it. Do it again. It's been a rough couple of years. Yes, Guys, that's all we got. Thanks for listening. Again, be back on Sunday. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.